If you have fears about not being good enough, you will project those fears into those spaces. So it's really aligning your understanding of the femininity with strength, as opposed to thinking femininity is a weakness. Where you are right now within you exists absolutely everything you need to create that dream life that you want. Your real worth is in your being. You can just show up in any environment and your worth exists within you. Don't try to act like the boss and turn up like the boss. Walk in and be the boss in your environments. Be her. You don't have to act like her. You don't have to dress like anyone else. Walk in as yourself and be the boss. Welcome, welcome to the Next Level on Purpose podcast, a space of transformation, growth, and change. Part of the reason that I launched this podcast is so that we can be able to see ourselves as women in whatever dimension we are, whether you're a career woman, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you are a housewife, whatever woman you are that is looking to strive and work towards the next level, whatever that means to you, this podcast touches on you. The bulk of the women that listen to the podcast are corporate women who are looking to transition and launch their own nine to five jobs. And I've realized that part of the challenges of being a corporate woman is having to work in your masculine three quarters of the time. And some of you right now are listening and are like, what the heck are you talking about, Joanne? What is the masculine? Worry not, I've got you. As you know, the next level on Papa's podcast is always real and raw. I bring real people who share real stories about what it means to up-level and step into your next level. I've made it my business to equip you with the tools, the mindset, resources, and things that will really help you walk in full alignment with your purpose. Today's episode is very special for me because my guest is also very special to me. I would want to introduce a very dear friend. I have also had the privilege and pleasure of being in a mastermind with her, with our current coach, and I've also had the pleasure of working with her as a client in my Life Purpose program. Giselle Laris is our guest. I'm going to introduce her so that if you've never heard of her and you hear that name again, very beautiful name, you will be able to put a name to the person that I'm going to share about. Giselle Larez is a feminine psych analyst and the founder of SheSelf, a feminine empowerment academy transforming the way modern ambitious women embrace their femininity. With years of research and experience in feminine psychology, mindset, home and lifestyle transformations, Giselle is on a mission to help the women ready for something new. Her feminine empowerment journey allows women to discover and revive the dormant sides 
to themselves that are holding them back from experiencing richness in their love and life aspirations, as well as their business and money goals. Just thinking about that, Giselle, just listening to that introduction already just makes me want to dive right in. So welcome, Giselle, to today's podcast. Thank you so much, Joanne. I'm so excited and happy to be here. You're such a special person to me, so I feel really blessed to be able to share with you and your community, and I really pray that it's a blessing to all of you. Thank you so much, Giselle. I'm ready to dive right in. You know, one of the things that people have asked me in the last few weeks, as I have talked about some of the work that you do, is what is feminine energy and what is masculine energy and why is it important to know what this is? Mm. Yeah, that's a really good question. And people ask it all the time because there's so many misconceptions out there. And it's one of those words that you think you know what it means, but you never actually sit and take the time to really delve into it. And so the core of femininity and masculinity is really begins with God and how he created us as as beings. And he created us to have both of these energies within us, but to have predominantly feminine energy as a woman and masculine energy as a man, as that's how we can work together cohesively and in a dynamic situation that is fruitful. So it's like yin and yang, and it allows um, a diverse mix so that when it comes to relationships or working dynamics or even your relationship with yourself, you have a mix of energies that puts you in environments that means that you can get the best because um, just like a magnet, if you have two energies that are exactly the same, they tend to repel because they're pushing against each other. But when you have the mix of, say, a masculine and a feminine, it really attracts because opposites attract and it really creates a balance. So everything in God's world and universe you can see is cohesive. It goes together, it flows. And so these energies is how um, we're created to live in harmony with each other. So Giselle, is it correct to say that I am female? But I also have masculine masculine energy traits. I could have masculine energy in me because most people have uh, of the assumption that because you're feminine, you only have to have feminine energy. Mm, yeah. yeah, of course. That's a good question because we definitely have both. Just like with anything, too much of anything is not good. You need a mix in order to be balanced. So for me, I'm um, I would call an empowered feminine woman. So I operate in my masculine, I'm a businesswoman, I get things done, I'm very ambitious, but my core is feminine. And so previously, in years before, we were taught um, that you be masculine to get things done and then you be feminine for love and relationships. But what I really teach is about embodying your feminine always as your core, tapping into that as your constant, and then using masculine tools and um, traits to create the things that you want in the world, but still from your feminine core. Because where we can get lost is sometimes we get, we have an imbalance and we don't come from our authentic core. Or sometimes people go so far into um, wanting to rest in feminine energy that they're unable to function and get things done, which 
you need to do in life, which is why you need the mix of the doing of masculine and the being of feminine. And so even men as well, the most successful men who are running successful businesses and have successful relationships, they are a healthy mix of masculine and feminine, but from a masculine core. And um, yeah, if you get too much of masculinity without any um, feminine balance, you can delve into toxic masculinity as well. So we definitely both have a mix of, of the two. And um, but as humans, we would predominantly have one. And, you know, traditionally it will be women that have predominantly feminine and traditionally men who have predominantly masculine. Just let's go a little back to your story, because everything starts with a story. Mm-hmm. It's a story that underlies all this. There must have been a, a something or a background, give us some backstory regarding to how this journey started. Because I found that I love hearing stories and a lot of the audience that listen to the podcast like getting to hear a little bit of the backstory Mm -hmm. and we delve straight into the subject matter. But I want you to tell us, how did you start all this and what triggered you to get into this very specialized niche? Yeah, so... um... I love stories as well. Um, That's that's how I learn and how you connect with people. And for me, I guess my story really began um, in Trinidad and Tobago, where I was born, an island baby. And I came to the UK when I was six. And um, shortly after coming to the UK, my parents separated. So I grew up in a single mother Caribbean household and grew up. I watched my mum try to do all things and be all things and she worked really hard to, you know, provide for us and raise us. And she didn't really have a lot of time for herself, time for doing the work that I do now in terms of understanding my feminine. And um, she was very caught up in doing things all the time. And so when I grew up and left home and I started my own life and my own relationship with myself and started to create my own world, I spent a lot of time in personal development work and seeing the habits that I had picked up from family, from my mum who had picked up from her mum and seeing what was serving me and what wasn't serving me. And as my mum was a single parent, her main goal in life was to make sure that I never, I was independent and I never needed a man. Mm. That was her aim. Giselle, just don't ever rely on a man. You don't, you know, don't get into a position where you need help for my man. And my dad also would say to me, I don't ever want you to be a housewife. So for me, I was rewarded for academic success. I was rewarded for um, just sporting success, achievements, just any kind of achievement was what made um, my family happy and proud. And I thought that's where my worth lied. And then so my journey when I moved out and I was living by myself, I realized I wasn't happy and I was constantly fighting for something. I was constantly fighting for success or fighting to please other people and relationships. And it wasn't, it wasn't working for me. So that's where my feminine journey began, like really understanding who I am as a woman, delving into psychological research around why we are the way we are. And I started by creating a home environment that really reflected the woman I knew that was in my core that I had 
hidden for so long because of other people's expectations and what the world tells me a successful woman looks like. Yeah, and I want to piggyback on what you've just said. I come from uh, an African background, as you are well aware, and my listeners are, and a lot of African culture is very similar to what you shared with the Caribbean, where a woman, her work is, you know, look after the kids, do the thing, and do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, make the how, uh, make sure the kids are fed, go and do this work, da, 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 da. And you know, she's in this constant cycle of being busy. Yeah. She has no time for herself. Like, I remember growing up, we used to be told, get up, do your thing. People don't sleep after 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. If you sleep after 6 a.m., you're lazy. You know, lazy people will never succeed in life. Lazy people will never make the most of their lives. And, you know, all these messages would be thrown at me and many other people of the same socialization that I've grown. And I want to hear, how does that impact the what you're talking about today regarding the masculine and feminine energy. Because I strongly feel, just listening to you, that uh, culture does play a big role in that as well. Yeah, it definitely plays a massive role. And I completely relate to everything you just said, even the waking up late. Um, And, you know, in their defence, our parents were just doing the best that they could. And they were just teaching us what was taught to them. And in um, modern society particularly with girl children our fear was based on the past where so many traditions were meant that women were unempowered they didn't have educations or they didn't have jobs to fall back on if a relationship um, departed and so in order to protect us from that they pushed us very far in the opposite direction I would say I'm a feminist from a standpoint of wanting equality for women and Mm -hmm. women's rights But when we moved into that arc of really fighting for those justices, it's pushed some of us so far into this fierce independence that becomes toxic independence where it's you're shamed for needing help or wanting help or just sometimes being human. It also it almost means that we come back around where we actually now need to teach ourselves how to just be women, how to just be feminine, how to just be because of all of the pressure, which has come from a place of love from our parents trying to protect us. But they tell us that success looks like career success, financial success. And then we wrap our identity in that as women. And for most of us, it brings us joy. We like to achieve. We all like to make money. It feels great. But there's often a side that feels unfulfilled. um, And it can be an internal war between us because we're achieving these things, but we're not feeling fulfilled and we don't know why. Wow. And that takes me to the corporate space because a lot of the women who listen to this podcast are professional women. And a lot of them say this, what you've just said, they feel unfulfilled. They feel dissatisfied. They feel that they're working in an environment that is heavily masculinized. It is such a word that there's, you know, a lot of masculine and, and, in some cases, toxic masculinity in the workplace. And Mm -hmm. many of them do not know how to navigate around that space because here you are, hold a high-profile job, you're probably an executive or you're sitting on a board. And anytime you bring some form of femininity, you know the kind of statements that come that are you up to task 
or when are you going to have your next, when are you having your next baby or are you on your cycle? All sorts of very snide remarks have been made and are made. Please talk to that corporate woman who perhaps feels like, oh my goodness, I'm in this job, I feel frustrated, I'm literally overwhelmed by masculine masculine energy around me and I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's a really good question. I completely relate to that because when you're in those environments in a workplace, you feel on the back foot, you feel on the defensive because you're in an environment where you want to do well. And so the temptation can be mm-hmm. to just adopt that environment and try and become what you see. Um, and to your question before about culture, if you look around, growing up, for instance, I was often told, you sound like a white girl. Why do you talk like a white girl? Mm-hmm. And people would say things because we had a certain perception of what success looks like or what speaking well looks like. And it was always, for instance, white. And in the workplace, success and good leadership tends to always look like men we merge the two and can only see it in one way but there's so many powerful men and women who lead from a place of balance and without um, the kind of masculinity that causes unhealthy spaces and for the women who struggle in these environments it's really important to separate stereotypes of how the world portrays us as women, like you said, are you on your period or what have you? And really knowing who you are as a woman and playing to that as your strength. So for instance, um, one of the seven elements that the core elements of femininity, which each woman has one of them as her main dominant, is the caregiver or the mother. Mm-hmm. And people look at mothers and they think, for instance, that that's a weak trait because mothers are just taking care of children. But the mother element of femininity is very nurturing, very caring, but also very protective. So as we mentioned earlier, women with motherly traits who might be shunned in the workplace are very protective. They actually have very good instincts and very um, very good intuitive skills that would be excellent in the workplace if they know how to hone those skills in a in a work environment and it is a play of masculine and feminine because a mother is nurturing a child but she's also sometimes prepared to protect a child and it's understanding that even in your femininity there are still strengths and there's still elements of those cores that can work for you in any environment mother or caregiving is only one of the core elements but that's the the one that I think has some of the worst stereotypes in workplaces, which is why I wanted to mention that because it's an example of how even those traits can be used as strengths and to really focus on your your core understanding of who you are. If you have fears about not being good enough, you will project those fears into those spaces. So it's really aligning your understanding of your femininity with strength as opposed to thinking femininity is a weakness. I love that. And now that you've talked about, you said there are seven elements, I believe, of mm-hmm. femininity. Uh, you may not want to share them all because obviously they are, they, that would take forever. But yeah. can you highlight maybe two or three that you feel on this, on this podcast would be really helpful to our listeners? 
Yeah, so um, we've already covered um, so the mother element. Another element would be, I guess, for your listeners, a like a a sage element. So this is a woman who's very into academia. She has natural academic strength and has a strong thirst for knowledge. So you'll know many women who are just head is always in a book and have a real curiosity for understanding and for being able to be teachable and learn. And you can see a lot of us who are career-driven or business-driven are in one of the some of the elements that are focused on achievement. So whether it's the academia side or um, what we would call a queen or a reigning kind of energy where you are very much focused and naturally drawn to leadership and wanting to pave ways for others to follow and to create a path for them and these are all elements that have so many strengths to them there's so much depth I'm trying to just say the very tip of the iceberg but the core of these can allow you to excel in so many different arenas if you are able to balance them with the other elements and if you're able to understand what comes as a strength of that and what comes as a as a weakness of that as well because if you're if you're too much in your element for instance it can with the mothering example you could be very overpowering you could be overbearing you might be smothering so it's really about understanding which of the elements you are what strengths come with that and then what weaknesses come with it and how you can use the other elements to create a balance within you so that you are dynamic because if you're too much in one you don't have a radiance about you because you'll you'll be quite one-dimensional and it will affect different areas of your life for instance you might be excelling in the in at work but your relationships might be struggling or you might be doing a really great job with your children but your personal relationship with yourself is suffering so it's really important to have a balance and to know what your core is so that you can balance it out with the other seven. Yes, I'm ready to put myself <laughs> as a martyr, for lack of <laughs> another word here. And uh, you have known me for about a year now. I just this just popped up in my mind right now, so no preparation <laughs> for you whatsoever. You've known me in different capacities in the last year or so, and I feel pretty confident, Giselle, that you have a reasonable level of knowledge of who I am, what I stand for and what I believe in. And I'm very curious what elements come out very strongly in Joanne. You have a lot of natural feminine traits, to be honest with you. Even um, like the mother that I just mentioned just now, you are very nurturing. You have such a warmth about you. You disarm people with your voice. And sometimes you think it's your accent, but it's not even your accent. Many people have your accent. It's your nature. And you like a woman like Oprah, um, who has a mix of mother and queen elements to her. You draw people in, but you are a woman on a mission at the same time. And a lot of your empathic qualities mean that Oftentimes where other women may be in their heads in conversation, so not really listening, focus on what they want to say, focus so much on an agenda, you oftentimes are able to connect to what's really happening in the moment 
you connect to your intuition, you listen to what I'm saying, you might read my facial expressions, which allows you to be so present and femininely in your body that you respond to that. And I watch you do it all the time. You don't even realize you're doing it, but it's so feminine. It means that you get results in a way other people might not. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. And you've actually like spot on, like everything that you've said absolutely makes sense to me. And I have a team and that's one of the things that one of the team members said to me yesterday is that she's never had a boss or somebody, a leader who somehow really listens to her to the extent that I do and corrects her with love. And when she said that, I was really, I felt really touched because I don't realize that yeah. I'm doing that. And like, if I, you know, if I haven't heard from her, I wouldn't think like she's not done the work. The first thing that I ask, are you okay? You know what I mean? And she's like, most of the time if something happens, most people automatically think like, you know, it's, it's about the work or you're not doing the work. But the first thing that you're like, oh, you haven't responded to my message. Is everything okay? Yeah. And again, I'm very, you're absolutely right. And this is not about me, but I'm just highlighting what you've yeah. shared. Very discerning. I can pick BS a mile away. <laughs> like I can sense it from a mile away, but I can also sense all the good stuff from a, a mile away. So yeah. being able to sort of, you know, as you said, have that balance where, you know, I, I, I'm able to see this element that mm, doesn't really make sense, but position it in a way that wouldn't be triggering or offensive to the parties involved. And I think that is something that you learn also as you go. And as a coach, just like you, having worked in the personal development space for a while, I've come to truly understand that the work that we do is every single day is the day that we get to learn. So thank you for giving us um, some of those insights, Giselle. One of my main focuses for my teaching is helping the women figure out which of the seven they are. Because when you know, you can play to those strengths and you can know how to balance it. So with your strengths, if you were to balance that with, say, um, the lover element, which is all about sensuality and being in your body and enjoyment and pleasure like that's a really amazing balance especially for let's say romantic relationships as well and um yeah when you learn what the elements are and you learn how to play to your own strengths and balance it with the others you feel amazing and then you just radiate that outwards and I'm sure you know when you meet people and they just seem you can feel their contentment yeah, their joy and it's attractive you want to be a part of that you want to join that team or um work with them collaborate or go on a date with them you know when people have that aura about them, it makes them yeah it's an attractive quality yeah and like it's magnetic it attracts yeah. right mm-hmm. there is a unique purpose and divine calling that only you can feel in this world. As a trailblazing professional, it is very likely that you are extremely gifted. You have a lot of talents, skills, and experiences that you bring to the table. You are multi-passionate and have lots and lots of bright ideas and amazing contributions to share with the world. But sometimes you feel very overwhelmed as you're not too sure where to start and what to focus on. 
you need a clear strategy and a step-by-step action plan to support you. Do not worry, I get it. Why? Because I was there. Your purpose is as unique as you are and will definitely evolve as you move through life. And sometimes it's the most unconventional path that could lead you to your true north. This journey can sometimes be very hazy and ambiguous. And you'll find that you desire to have someone who gets it, a companion on this journey, someone objective, not judgmental, but knowledgeable, someone who took their own leap of faith into the unknown and came out safely on the other side to walk closely with you, someone compassionate, but also unbiased, who can really help you see your areas of strength and help you figure out what and where to pay attention to help you see your blind spots and what to leverage on in whichever season of life you're in. If you're serious about creating your life by design, not by default, then let's speak. Please go to the show notes and you'll find a link to schedule your 30-minute complimentary clarity call with me. Go on, do it. Best decision you will make. So I want to talk about how do you counter feminine energy with a highly masculine energy boss or Mm -hmm. husband without becoming overpowered because it's very easy to sort of give in. One of the aspects you've spoken about early on in the interview, just by touched on a bit briefly, is being a people pleaser. And it's very easy to people please even in a marriage or in a boss situation. Mm -hmm. So how do you hold your space and achieve what you want without conflict when you have a highly masculine energy boss or spouse? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Firstly, it's important to separate highly masculine. So a man or a woman who is very much in their masculine energy, very assertive, very direct, um, uh, leadership-driven, with someone who's toxically masculine, which is unhealthy environments and unhealthy traits. So if it's just someone who's healthily masculine, um, feminine energy brings out the best in masculine energy and vice versa. And um, when I think the word you used was without being overpowered, so for me, when I work with women, we really look at what does power mean? Does power mean strength? What, it, what does it mean to you? And in a workplace, sometimes it can be so easy to want to prove how important you are, which is mixed with power. They, the kind of, you know, power plays against people mm-hmm. as about power as in results so for me power means getting the right result and if as feminine women we focus on the result more than how we get the result that's important so if you're trying to influence a decision it doesn't mean you have to attack or you have to disprove focus on the goal and not how you get there and with regards to the people-pleasing element, another misconception of femininity is that you have to be soft and like frail and airy like a fairy. That's not true at all. It, when you're really in touch with your feminine, you're actually able to be quite direct because sometimes when we're masculine but we're trying to stifle it down, we sugarcoat everything. And we're like, 
could you pretty please pass me the sugar if you don't mind? And we think that flowery language is femininity and it's not, you know. You can say your needs from a place of, just from a place of how you feel. That is what feminine empowerment is. So knowing what you want to achieve and expressing that from yourself as opposed to your focus being on others. So in that dynamic with a colleague or a boss, if something has happened that you're unhappy with, in finding ways to express that without using the word you, because when you start using the word you, you start pointing, it becomes masculine, your energy is outward. And if you focus instead on the I and you draw people in, you can really counter that energy really effectively. That is so powerful. So in the case, say, of a love relationship, right, a, a, a husband, wife or partner, you understand what I mean, yeah. and you seem to have conflicting opinions on many things, you know, how to raise the kids or how to run the house or how to manage the finances or whatever it is. I'm just giving a scenario. What are some practical tips you can give? Because I find that it's very easy for people just to discount a relationship based on things that just may need just a little bit of a poop. Does that make sense? Oh, definitely. And that is so close to my heart because I see it all the time. You're right. It is tiny tweaks. A lot of it is communication and you have a lot of conflicts because of a lack of understanding. Mm. So, for instance, um, for me, I don't like bins. <laughs> so my partner, like, I, I hate taking out bins. And my partner, one of it's his role, I guess, to take out the bins. Like, when we arrange, like, who does what, he takes out the bins. But sometimes he forgets. He has a lot going on. He forgets. He's a human. He's also very busy. And so we can have a situation where he's forgotten to take out the bin and the bin men have come. I can focus my conversation about that on him and be focused on, you didn't take out the bins, now the bin men have gone, you've missed the bins twice in a week and that energy is outward, 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 which is masculine. Or you can go the complete opposite and be so what you believe is feminine and not say anything and be afraid to do anything and you don't get the result that you want either Mm -hmm. so an empowered feminine way of handling that situation is being honest about how you feel but focused on you focused on Giselle so in that scenario I would say something like I feel quite grossed out that the bin is still here and the kitchen smells and it's making me feel a bit nauseous or whatever it is like how does it make me feel yes that leaves space for him as a masculine man to fix that situation he sees a problem I've expressed the problem I've expressed how it makes me feel being honest and it's space for him as a masculine man to be like oh I'm going to take out these bins without judgment without pointing a finger and in complete honesty and authenticity I love that. And, you know, what I'm getting from this conversation is that you literally have to learn to mature. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, be emotional about stuff and be able to just do it from a, I don't want to say practical and pragmatic way, but you get what I mean. Not pointing a finger at people, no shame, no blame. And I think there's a lot of work to do for us women and men as well. So I want us to talk a bit about what 
how do we release blocked female energy? What are some of the tools, tips that you could give us to release any blocked female energy that we may be having? Mm. Um, yeah, thank you for that question. That's a good one. Um, I think with regards to blocked feminine energy, the first point is to really look at how you're feeling. So you, your emotions, how you feel is a really great compass for you to know whether you're in your feminine energy or if, you, or if you're in your masculine energy. And in that scenario of the bins, if if it went left and you were, you know, screaming about the bins not being taken out afterwards, you probably wouldn't feel good. It doesn't make you feel good. And for the most part, our feelings are an indicator about where we are. And a lot of blocked feminine energy will come from negative feelings that we will be having towards um, either how we were raised, so our mother or even our father, that dynamic, or scenarios that have happened in our life that have damaged and wounded us with men or in the workplace. So to unblock the energy, it's important to acknowledge that and then look at your relationship if you're a woman who has a faith or believes in God and um, looking at how you relate to God in that safe space of vulnerability and honesty and trust and trusting enough that the God or the creator or the light that covers you will cover you to be vulnerable and open in spaces outside of your one-to-one time with him. So that's a good place to start trying to take that openness and sharing that with the world and unzipping any mask or any pretense that you've put up and starting to show up as your authentic self and not how you think you should behave or you think a boss behaves or you think um, a wife behaves. Oh, thank you so much, Giselle. And Mm -hmm. I must touch on this um, as well, somewhat related, but um, hadn't thought about it before, but I want to pop it in here. You're huge on environment. You're huge Mm -hmm. on your home space. You're huge on creating. And I mean, just interviewing you, I was like, Giselle, we are fine, we are good, you know. <laughs> you are at another level when it, in, in a really good way when it comes to creation of space, even looking at your Instagram page, it is so polished, so beautiful. But I can't <laughs> it to you. And I keep saying, like, it's you, that's Giselle, that's who you are. And I want you mm-hmm. to share with us how important is it for us to create an environment that sort of helps us balance these energies and what that environment would look like? Oh, I love this question. Thank you for asking me this. This is really the core of how my journey started, but your home space is constantly speaking to you. It's constantly telling you messages and um, your next level women here, they know that their mindset is the first and the biggest thing to overcome in order to achieve their dreams in love, in money, in business. And so the environment you create in your home is the message you are telling yourself over and over again about who you are. And if you're a woman, for instance, who's wanting to be in touch more with the lover element of her femininity, 
having things in your home that smell good, that feel good, that take you back into your body, it means that it's almost effortless because your your home is telling you and guiding you to those experiences and bringing those sides out of you. And if your home is very messy or cluttered, or I was recently doing a big home renovation, which meant there was a lot of chaos. If you're telling yourself every day, I'm an orderly businesswoman, and then the first thing you wake up and see is a whole pile of clothes, it's almost cognitive dissonance. And your brain is rejecting your affirmations, rejecting all of the mental mindset work that you're doing. So as a woman creating a space that is a sanctuary that reflects the woman you want to be in your business, in your love life, for yourself, is really the beginning of that feminine journey. Because for me, it started with me, God and my home. (laughs) And transforming that space transformed me um, because I showed up as the woman who lived in that space. I bead her instead of trying to do things to become her. There are women, though, Giselle, who may not be aesthetically inclined or really don't have that knack for, you know, creating spaces and doing all those cute little things. uh, Just two practical tips that they can do just so that they don't feel like, oh, my goodness, I have to go and buy an interior decor course or get a whole interior decor. decorator come to my house and I pay them multiple thousand dollars together what can they do quickly like this weekend this or over the next few weeks that is within their reach um just practical tips please yeah um so one of my mantras that I teach and my programs and I mentioned in the webinar is it's actually a lot less about being a designer home it's less about how it looks and more about how it makes you feel. So again, compass is a word that I know you love, Joanne, but your feelings are a compass. And so if you are wanting to know where to begin in your home, two things, um, pick one thing that makes you feel good, either a color or a scent or a fabric that makes you feel good and add it to your bedroom. Buy a cushion in that color, put a candle that smells that way, And that makes you feel, um, if it's sensual you want to tap into, that makes you feel sensual. So like a deep earthy scent would be perfect for that. And secondly, I would think it would be great if you found an object that was represented something you wanted to achieve. So something that prompted you, that only you know, makes you think of a, a dream of yours. So it's almost like a real life physical mood board in your home. So for me, it could be something like um, an image or a photograph of a a hotel, because one of my dreams is to create a spa and own my own spa and um, in the Caribbean where women can go and feel amazing. And so every time I walk past that photograph of this hotel or this spa, it speaks to me about my dream it makes me feel good and I've started to radiate and um so yeah those two things are really good places very practical places to begin in terms of creating that sanctuary in your home that makes you feel good that makes you start to radiate and magnetize things to you and yeah make you feel good with your partner or 
whoever it is that you may share home with. I love it, Giselle. And I love anything Parisian. <laughs> um, my husband and I have been to France a couple of times and I got some amazing paintings of stuff mm-hmm. that really takes me back to Paris. Yeah. Then, you know, a couple of them are right in my living room space. Oh, nice. So when I want to transport myself back to that feel of vibe, right, all I need to do is mm-hmm. put my images. And then here in my office, one of my biggest business breakthroughs also happened in Paris. One of my favorite holidays with my husband was also there. So um, just straight to you. So I have. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> I totally agree with you. I need to you know, create something. And those on the podcast may be wondering what it is that I'm showing Giselle. It's an Eiffel Tower. So that, that again, transports me back to that yeah. Parisian theme or that theme of creativity and flow. So whatever it is for you listening, those are very practical tools that you could apply in your life right now. Oh, that is so good. I really, really love it, Giselle. As we went down this interview, there are a couple of questions I'd want to ask you. And I wanted to just tell us, what has been your biggest challenge as you have been stepped into your divine feminine like as you've really embraced the the work that you're doing as an empowered feminine woman what Mm -hmm. has been your biggest challenge I think one of my biggest challenge was as I touched on earlier letting go of the idea that independence meant I had to do everything on my own and be perfect and um I was never the woman that was meant to be in a relationship or a marriage that was loveless or be struggling with money or have friendship issues. And so if any of those scenarios came up, I'd want to hide it because I want it to be perfect. I was the one that my family was supposed to look up to and be inspired by. My friends were supposed to come to for advice. I wasn't the one that was ever supposed to need help. And that was where all of these armors were built up and what was blocking me from that feminine connection so really breaking that down, learning to be vulnerable, learning to be honest about what I'm going through, how I'm feeling, was something that took a while for me to overcome. And it's still a journey. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. Um, my partner and I are now um, combining our property investment ventures together. And so that's a whole new dynamic when you work with a partner, you know, <laughs> it's yeah, trust me, it's a lot harder to stay in your feminine energy when you're working with your partner. Um, so yeah, it's a real journey. I love it. I really enjoy all of it. And it still has its challenges, but it's so worthwhile. But independence and learning to accept help <laughs> and be imperfect was the biggest thing that I had to overcome on my personal journey. That's so exciting. And now I want us to touch on you and what it is that you have to offer. You have different things that are happening around you. You said you're doing your property work. And of course, you have this work that you're doing as a feminine psyche analyst. So please share with us what's happening in Giselle's world right now and how can our audience listening to the podcast 
reach out to you to get to know more about you. Of course, I'll share that in the show notes. But just tell us what's happening in your world right now. Yeah, lots is happening. Um, as you said, my property investment. So I love all things home and environment. So I, yeah, a lot of my work is around homes. Um, but I also create homes and transform homes with my partner as part of our property business. But as I delve um, into the new aspects of my coaching and working with women, I will be launching some brand new webinars that are coming up at the end of this month where we'll be going into the seven elements of the feminine psyche and helping women to understand which of them they align with and how to find those strengths and really understand what this whole femininity thing is about, as well as taking them on the journey of those programs of really diving in deep and figuring out what their feminine signature is and how that can really benefit them in the workplace, at home and relationships and taking away any stigma and any shame that any of these beautiful, ambitious women on here have about wanting more, about wanting it all, about wanting the business, the money and the love that excites you and gives you tingles and makes you want to jump out of bed in the morning or stay in bed in the morning. Um, yeah, it's, it's okay to want it all. And I'm on this journey and right now just helping women accept that and find the ways and the keys to really have that rich and juicy life that they enjoy. I'm all for the rich, juicy <laughs> life. I mean, I'm all for that. And I really do, really, really, I'm all for that. So what does the next level on purpose, Giselle, as the founder of SheSelf, as a founder of a feminine empowerment academy, as an empowered feminine woman, what does it mean to step into your next level on purpose? Yes, ah, the main question. <laughs> so what does it mean to step into the next level? It means to know that where you are right now within you exists absolutely everything you need to create that dream life that you want. And yes, you're going to go on to create big things with your business, with your finances and make amazing name for yourselves as the audience of this podcast, I am sure will, but your real worth is in your being. You can just show up in any environment and your worth exists within you and you're going to get to a place where that worth and that being of a woman will start to draw things to you and you won't always be needing to strive and strain and fight for things. You're going to watch as things come to you and flow to you and you'll see synchronicities and walk in alignment and be fully expressed as the woman that God has created you to be. And that is the next level and I'm excited for all of us to step into it. That is so exciting and I can already feel it. I mm -hmm. think that in this season, we expect miracles, we expect synchronicities, we accept walking in flow. I've yes. surrendered fully myself, mm -hmm. withholding nothing. And I think walking in that space that you've just shared is where your real essence comes in, as you've said that your real worth really is in your being. Who am I being? And how is that being reflected in how I show up? In and, and again, in how I project myself and essentially in who 
it is that I am, even as I serve my clients at whatever level. So thank you so much for challenging each one of us. And I'm telling you, I'm going to listen to this episode over and over and over again. So many amazing jokes in there. And we always do something called our parting shot, Giselle. Mm-hmm. As we end up this episode, I just want you to just give us one sentence or whatever flows from your heart as a parting shot to our audience. What would you want to say in parting as we wind up this episode of the podcast? Okay. I would like to say, don't try to act like the boss and turn up like the boss. Walk in and be the boss in your environments. Be her. You don't have to act like her. You don't have to dress like anyone else. Walk in as yourself and be the boss. You've had it, ladies and gents. We have a few good men who stream into the podcast. Do not try to be the boss. Be the boss. Some power moves right there from our empowered feminine woman, Giselle Larez. And I'm so, so grateful, Giselle, that you took the time to come and share with us such amazing gems, such amazing insights. You've unpacked so many elements of the feminine uh, energy, masculine energy that I myself did not know. And I can tell you that by the end of this episode, at the end of this episode, anybody who gets into contact with this information, their lives will never be the same again. So immediately after this episode, just as Giselle has recommended, I'm actually going to take a look at my workspace. Right now, as I'm looking at it, I'm like, hmm, there are a few things that we could move around. There are a few tweaks that we could make here and there. And after I finish working on my desk, Giselle expects to get a photo of yes. the space so that you can understand that everything that you've shared with us today will be applied immediately by yours truly. So Amazing. thank you. Thank you so much, Giselle. Thank you ever so much for your time. And we cannot wait to have you potentially on the podcast again. Yes. Until next time, I want you to tell our viewers, I want you to sign us out by wishing them a wonderful remainder of the day or whatever. So sign us out, Giselle. Ladies, I hope you enjoyed this session. It's been so lovely to share with you. And I'm so confident that you are all just going to continue to shine and really dive in deep into the depths of what being an amazing empowered feminine woman is so enjoy the rest of your day and blessings to you joanne for all the work that you're doing for us all we're so grateful so i speak on behalf of us all when i say thank you thank you giselle and until the next episode we will see you i will love you and leave you